This is The Widow Podcast and I am Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I'll be supporting you through the loss of your life partner so you can find a more positive way through your grief. I want to give you hope after loss and to know that when you are ready, you can create a meaningful life for yourself with the help of me, Karen Sutton and The Widow Podcast. Hello and welcome back to The Widow Podcast. I have been asked a few times recently about how do we lean into our grief? We hear it a lot, don't we? People say, you know, don't fight it, lean into it, go with it. But how do we do that? How do we actually find a way of leaning in to our grief? Now, grief is big and there is so much more to it than I think society recognises and that we recognise as the griever, especially when you have lost a life partner, because it absolutely affects every corner of your life. There's not a lot that stays the same, that feels the same. And we are trying to navigate our way through a lot of very heavy, very intimidating, scary feelings and emotions that are showing up for us that we may not actually have experienced before. And what do we do with that? You know, it has an emotional, physical, spiritual, social, like it just, it affects everything, doesn't it? And and the impact on us is huge. So when we are looking at our grief and what that looks like for us, we tend to listen to maybe other people's experiences. I think it's quite natural that we we start to to reach out. You, that's why you're here, right? You know, you're listening to this podcast because you are seeking information. You are seeking validation. You are trying to understand what is going on in your world. And we might go out, we might meet other widows, we might join a support group, we might read books, listen to podcasts, read blogs, anything that gives us some information of what we are going through. And sometimes that information can be really helpful. And sometimes it can be quite unhelpful. And I think definitely what society believes grief to be, to look like, really isn't very supportive to us as the griever. So it's important. It's important that we really do allow ourselves to build a relationship with our grief. I think that is something that is crucial because this isn't something that's going to end. This isn't something that is going to weigh. Grief is now a companion for life. And if we are going to live alongside it and create something meaningful and and beautiful after loss, which can be done, it does take time, a long time, but it is possible. It's always going to be alongside your grief. It's not an either or situation. You don't get over your loss and then move on. You are moving forward with it. You are taking it with you, but it's learning how to do that in a lighter, more peaceful way. And in order to do that, we have to find ways of allowing the grief to move through us and allowing ourselves to really feel what we need to feel and to find healthy ways of releasing and expressing what is coming up for us. And that's incredibly difficult. 
it's incredibly difficult for us to to show vulnerability a lot of the time, especially when we're not able to maybe put into words exactly what we are experiencing, what is going on for us, what we are thinking, what we are feeling. And it's a very natural tendency for us to maybe suppress, ignore, and get on with life without acknowledging how we're feeling. It's that sort of typical British stiff upper lip, you know, for a lot of us. And that can help to a certain extent. I think sometimes, yes, we do benefit from pulling up our big girl pants or our big boy pants and, you know, really getting a hold of ourselves and like, it's okay, I can do this. I can go to that thing. I can speak to that person. Um, You know, as much as I'm feeling really griefy on the inside, I'm able to cover it up. And I think that is beneficial to us to a certain extent in our journey. But then we also have to spend time acknowledging what we are feeling, what emotions are arising for us and allowing that to be. And it's not nice because it's deeply uncomfortable. It's scary. These emotions that they're physical, it hurts. It physically hurts. And the pain and the longing for your person, it's visceral. I've spoken to so many people that have said, I'm scared. I'm scared to go there because if I go there, I'm scared I won't come out. I won't come back. I will stay there. And what I really want to reiterate, and I'm sure you've heard me say it before, is that nothing is permanent. Nothing is permanent. If we can find ways of acknowledging what we are feeling and sitting with that and finding ways of expressing it and releasing it, it will move through you and it will create space for other feelings and emotions to come. But they don't stay there. That that isn't your reality for the rest of your life. When we hold on to things and we don't find ways of releasing them, that's often what causes us the most harm because it will come back with a vengeance. It will come back and bite you on the bum. It will force you to stop in some way, either mentally or physically. So learning how to lean into your grief and not avoid or suppress it is really helpful to us. And like I say, as with anything in grief, it does take time. It's not something that we just kind of go, okay, cool. I can do that now. It's step by step, bit by bit. You know, you're all going to do this in your own unique ways. You're going to do it at your own pace, in your own timeline. There are absolutely no rules here, okay? (laughs) That there's no point in time that you've got to get to and to be able to do a certain thing. Allow what is to be and allow your feelings and emotions to guide you in the best way that they can. They will tell you. They will tell you what they need if you can just take a moment to listen. Sometimes you might need a good cry. Sometimes you might need to punch something. You might be angry. You might need to scream. There'll be times you might want to listen to some music. There will be times that you might want to create a memory box with stuff with your loved one's things in, you know, like pictures, cards, jewelry, items of of clothing, locks of hair, anything that 
that connects you to your person to have that in a memory box and to be able to go there. I used to find that something really useful to do with my youngest daughter because she was five when Simon died and she wasn't able to articulate what she was feeling and what she needed. And Winston's wish said to me, you know, create a box with stuff of her dad's that she can go and and touch it. You need something that you can hold because it just feels like that person's gone and you've got nothing left of them. So we used to we used to go and, and get this box out and we'd put on some music. She used to love the song that we played at Simon's funeral. We'd put that on and it was like magic. It was like she felt a connection. It soothed her. It calmed her. And I was scared of doing it because I thought it would make it all worse, but it absolutely didn't. So it's helping you find ways that you can do that. Some people love to get creative and, and make things. There's so much. There is absolutely so much. But allowing yourself to feel and express your grief can provide great relief. And I think we're so fearful that it won't bring relief. It will bring more pain. It will bring a deep, dark hole that we can't climb out of. And it doesn't. And I'm not saying like it, it, it's an easy place to go to, but it's an important place to allow yourself to go to. You know, finding those healthy coping mechanisms, support groups. This is why, you know, my groups are so successful and so powerful because when you surround yourself with people that understand, that validate what you're going through, that normalize what you're going through, that give you that safe space to share your truth, speak from your heart, it's so cathartic. It is so healing and it's so needed. And, you know, maybe you could find that locally. Maybe you could join an online support group like mine are, are here and they are always open. Maybe somebody knows somebody that's widowed and, and you could meet up with them and there would be a, a new friendship, a counsellor maybe. But finding something that absolutely works for you that allows you to explore your grief, to sit with it, to learn to understand it, to help you figure out what works. You're not always going to get the response that you'd like to get. You might try something and it just really doesn't bring you any sense of calm or release or support, but that's okay. You know, you've learned something. You figured out that that's not going to be your thing. The same things aren't going to work for the same people, but you've got to try. You've got to try new things, new ways. You, you know, you might go down the spiritual route and, and find sound healing or Reiki or, you know, something along those lines really supportive and helpful for you. Some people might just want to sit and be still and listen to their thoughts and feel their feelings. And that's enough. Others might need to, to join a choir or to learn a new hobby or skill or to make something, you know, to make something that honors your person. I know people have made beautiful things out of their person's clothes, you know, blankets, um, artistic wall decorations, tablecloths, cushions, pillows, bears. There's so much you can do. And that's a lovely way to release some of what you're feeling, but also connect to your person because it's also important that we find ways of honoring our person's memory, that we find ways of staying connected to our person. And again, that's going to be different for everyone, but what is it that allows you to stay connected to your person, to continue that relationship 
to express that love for them. It's those continuing bonds that are so, so important. And how do we do that? And again, that will be exploring different ways. Grief is a natural response to your loss. It really is. You know, there is, there's no way of getting it wrong. You know, there is absolutely no good or bad way of doing this. There is only your way. And what I love to do is help people really understand that it's okay to do it their own way. They're not doing it wrong. They're they're not failing at this. They're not rubbish at widowhood, which I hear people saying quite a lot. You're not. You're relearning a whole new way of life, a whole new way of being, a whole new way of thinking and feeling. And that's so much. That's so much to contend with. You're not bad at it. You're not getting it wrong. You're finding your way. You're figuring it out. And yes, that means that some things you do might not bring you what you wanted it to bring you. But don't look into that any deeper than you need to. Just acknowledge maybe that's not for you and try something else. Give yourself permission to go through this natural healing process. And in order to heal, and and when I say heal, I, I don't mean that there's an end point that you get to where you're done, where it's all sorted, where everything is absolutely hunky-dory and rosy again. It's a lifelong process and it continues to evolve as we move through life, as we rebuild a new life and and we change and our lives change and new things come in and old things go out. It's constantly evolving alongside us. But in order for us to do that, in order for us to allow ourselves to heal through the process, we've got to allow ourselves to feel it all as horrible and scary and uncomfortable as it is. It is a vital part of your healing journey. And, you know, avoiding your emotions, your feelings will lead to long term challenges. And by allowing yourself to explore it all, to lean into it, to really go there, grief can be a transformative experience. Now, that's not to say that it's a good thing our people died because it's given us something in return. It's never going to be a good thing that your person died. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, we learn more about ourselves in our darkest moments than we do at any other time of our lives. We learn who we are. We learn how we respond. We learn about our mindset. We discover what we are truly capable of. We reveal parts of ourselves that we never knew existed. And within those things, within our grief, it can transform us. But in order to do that, We've got to allow ourselves to move through the grieving process. So if you're surrounded by people or you're feeling pressure from yourself or or maybe from family, friends, colleagues, just society in general to get to a certain point by a certain time, to, to maybe hide your feelings, be honest you know, be honest, send them my way, you know, tell them to check out the Widow podcast. Like, you you don't get over it. It doesn't just disappear after a year or two years. It takes years 
to rebuild a life after you have lost a life partner. And, you know, the first two years of your loss are the early days. And, you know, often, you know, I see people in year three starting to think, okay, I think, I think I'm ready to try and figure out how I rebuild in some way because I've done a lot of grieving. That's not for everyone. I'm not saying that's everyone's journey, but, you know, I think it would be really helpful if the people around us really understood that it can take three, four, five, six, seven years to to rebuild a life. And that doesn't mean that we are going to be in the depths of despair for all that time. We're not. We're going to have amazing moments in that time as well. As much as grief is heavy and hard and uncomfortable and it, it takes us to our knees, there are also moments in our grieving journey that are absolutely mind-blowingly amazing. And, you know, when I reflect back on some of the moments in in my journey, I had times when I felt utterly invincible. I thought I could conquer the world. You know, you just think, oh my God, I can do so much. Like, and you have these huge highs. They don't last. Of course, you come crashing back down, but don't ignore those either. You know, they are part of your grieving and they are part of the process. So if you are having those moments where you feel elated, where you feel excited, where you feel like you could accomplish anything in the world, feel that feeling. Don't surround it with guilt and shame and judgment and criticism. Allow what is to be. Lean into it all because you will feel it all. And we are so hell bent on, you know, telling ourselves that we're not doing it right, that somebody else is doing it better, that I shouldn't be feeling like this. And what's wrong with me? And I felt better yesterday than I do today. Or, you know, you know it's just, I, sh- I shouldn't be enjoying my life. Surely I shouldn't be feeling happy. I shouldn't be laughing. My person isn't here. No, no you need it all. You need it all. And as the sadness isn't permanent, neither are the highs, (laughs) neither are those moments that you find funny. You know, it all passes through you and you will find your way with it all. You will, but don't fight it. Don't suppress it. Don't push it away. Get used to inviting in what is, accepting it without making things up around it, like the stories, you know, the feelings that you create around your feelings, what you're making those feelings mean. They just are. They just are, and they need to move through you. So let them, absolutely let them. Find people that provide you with that safe space to be who you need to be, to feel what you need to feel, to say what you need to say, because that's how you find your way forward. Start journaling, start some art therapy, join a group, do something new, grow some vegetables in your garden, allow yourself to cry, allow yourself to scream, dance, run, cycle. You know, just find a way of of releasing what's going on within you and, and feeling what's going on within you. And that is how you lean in to your grief and it will be different for everyone. You are unique. Your grief is unique, but it is all valid and it is all natural. So try not (laughs) to avoid it, suppress it, completely 
distract yourselves from it. A healthy distraction is a good thing. It is, you know, but you'll know what's a healthy distraction and what is an unhealthy distraction. And you'll know if you're being completely honest with yourself, if you're allowing yourself to lean into your grief, to really feel it, to explore it, to create that relationship around it, to understand how to soothe yourself in those moments that are heavy. Also, how to enjoy the lighter moments because they are all part of the grieving process. I hope that's been helpful. I would love you to share, comment, like, subscribe to this podcast because it absolutely helps me reach more people. So if you have just listened to this and it's helped you in any way, tell somebody about it. Leave me a review. It just helps me to help others. And I know so many get so much from listening to this. I am sending you so much love as always, and I will see you again very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Widow Podcast with me, Karen Sutton. If you would like to be part of a supportive community of people who understand your grief, come and join my free Facebook group, Widowed and Rising. And make sure you tune in to the next episode of The Widow Podcast. Podcast.